Greetings and salutations, sports and wrestling fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. It's time for another episode of Modern Day Gladiators here on the Outlander Media Network. This is a special episode. Yes, I am on vacation, but I wasn't going to leave you guys hanging with at least one little bonus episode. This is still just in the regular rotation, but hey, I had to release something for you guys and whet the appetite, of course, for everything else. I just didn't want to leave you guys hanging. So, Here it is, just an extra bonus episode of the Modern Day Gladiators podcast. And of course, you can check out everything on the Modern Day Gladiators podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get them, you can check out everything we also have on Modern Day Gladiators, including Scared Stupid, DLC Respawn, Haffle, Deadbeat Radio, and more. We've got all these great shows, and whatever you listen to with us, please like, subscribe, share, five-star review, all of those are at outlandermedia.net as well, so check them out. But let's dive right into it. And this one is just a special episode, and we want to talk about it. It's been 10 years since these started, and you know them. If you're a sports fan like me, you know what I'm talking about when you hear this theme. What if I told you he wasn't the greatest? You know it. You know it. It's ESPN 3430. They started 10 years ago this year, and you just look at what they've done in those 10 years and the fact that they have pretty much completely changed the landscape of how we cover sports movies in this country. These have just been great documentaries. It started out as just 30 different filmmakers making 30 films for ESPN's 30th anniversary, and it changed so much more in those 10 years into everything. They've won Emmys. They've won Oscars for crying out loud because of some of these great films. And we'll talk about these great films here in a second, but just everything that has happened, and you'll get all the spinoffs that they've had, the ESPN soccer stories. They even have a whole podcast network that they do. We wish it was part of the Outlander Media Network, but again, they've got their own podcasts. They've got you know, SEC storied as part of that. They also did the nine for nine with the title nine, uh, ones with the, the anniversary of all of that, with a lot of women's sports focus. So you look at all of these things and see the empire that they've created with this. And you got to credit ESPN for going with this. ESPN's made some questionable decisions over the last 10 years, but doing more 30 for thirties is definitely not it. It was wonderful. And let me just talk again about some of my favorites here on this special bonus vacation episode of Modern Day Gladiators. Before I get into that, though, I got to thank Joe Shirt. JoeShirt.com. You can check out any of the great products that they have. You need t-shirts? Check out Joe Shirt. They can help you expand your brand, expand your comedy, expand you know your, your teamwork, your, your softball team, your family reunion. Anything you have an idea to put on a shirt, Joe Shirt can help you out with that. And they're great soft shirts as well. They're not just the ones you buy, you know, t-shirts you buy just quickly off the rack in a, in a, uh, just a bag of a three pack or anything. These are beautifully well done soft shirts. So check them out again, joeshirt.com. And you can also check out Joe shirt deluxe where they can help you with, with mugs and banners and pens and all other ideas. You got an idea or even just something kicking around in your head. You can talk to Joe shirt and they can help you. They've been doing this for over 30 years. So check them out. They're located locally here in Knoxville. We love them here at Outlander media. We got a lot of great merchandise coming your way, courtesy of Joe shirt. 
So check all of that out. But again, just to put everything in perspective, I wanted to talk about some of my favorite 30 for 30 uh, documentaries that they've done because also they've almost pretty much killed an entire sports movie franchise when you look at it. I mean, think of the last 10 years. Have there really been any good sports movies in this realm I, I can't really think of any. If you can think of any, hit me up on Twitter at Michael underscore Shibley or at Outlander Media or at Modern A Gladiators on social media because I can't really think of any off the top of my head over the last 10 years. So that's just something amazing when you talk about how well these have been done. But these, I'm doing this not just as my all-time favorite. We'll get to that in a sec because I think it's pretty much everybody's favorite when you talk 30 for 30 documentaries. But these are all just pretty much in chronological order of the ones that I really like. And the first one was Small Potatoes, Who Killed the USFL? That was one of the first ones that came out, and it was really enjoyable just to see what this, because I wasn't really alive, or I was a really, really young kid when the USFL started and folded, so it was interesting to see what what developed with it and the just pure challenge to the NFL. And one of the other things that is really interesting looking back on it, especially now historically, is the fact that one of course the major players and one of the owners of the franchise is uh, the the uh, the Generals franchise was now president Donald Trump. And you look at his thought process with running the USFL and being a major player in there and the the lawsuit that came out of that suing the NFL for being a monopoly and the USFL deciding that they wanted to try and run games in the fall and all these different things. And you look at Donald Trump, that's when people talk to me and we talk about Donald Trump when he was running for president. The small potatoes who killed the USFL was one of the reasons I was not a big fan of Donald Trump in the first place, even as a candidate at that point, because of what he did with the USFL. We could always talk about his work with the WWE and the Battle of the Billionaires, but that's a story for another podcast. But some of these other great ones, The U, which is also really one of the first feature-length ones. All the other podcasts or uh, ESPN 30 for 30s had been more of an hour-long style show. So it was just an hour. Um, the U was, you know, a two hour long feature film. It happened right after the Heisman Trophy presentation that year and showed just the rise of the Miami football program, which was amazing. Of course, they didn't include Tennessee beating them up in the 1986 Sugar Bowl, but that's another story. But again, that was great. June 17th, 1994. You talk about all the great things that happened in the world of sports that day. The opening of the World Cup, Arnold Palmer's last round at the U.S. Open. Uh, the 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 Knicks in the finals, uh, the Rangers uh, Stanley Cup finals uh, victory parade, all of these different things happening, and at the same time, O.J. Simpson and the Bronco Chase was happening. It was just a crazy, just mass amount of sports and everything going on. Of course, we'll get back to O.J. here in a minute. The two Escobars. When you talk about soccer in South America, world, and pretty much anywhere with soccer outside of the United States, and you look at what Colombia did and the parallels of Andres Escobar, the soccer player for the Colombian national team, and of course Pablo Escobar, the head of the Mendelin uh, drug cartel. 
and what ended up happening with Andres Escobar scoring that own goal and then being killed back in Colombia. Pony Excess, another great one in college football, talking about the rise and just the complete fall of the SMU uh, football program where you got, you know, the, the Pony Express and all those guys and the money that transpired and, you know, Eric Dickerson and Craig James and everything else that happened and paying players and what happened there. And it's interesting to see where it's gone from that to what it is now with the passing in California, at least of getting it out of committee of the uh, the ideas now that players could and uh, people in the NCAA athletes can make money off their own likeness. It just got out of committee as of this recording, so it's interesting to see if California is going to completely pass this bill. So that'll be interesting to see. Catching hell and what happened with Steve Bartman and the Chicago Cubs, especially looking at it now that the Cubs have won a World Series and the idea that and it, it, it talked about this and I talked about this a little bit after uh, you know Buckner passed away a few weeks ago where we don't need, you know, Red Sox fans don't need to forgive Bill Buckner, and Cubs fans don't need to finally forgive Steve Bartman. They need to forgive the fans that treated him like, just like garbage after what happened, and death threats and all that stuff over a game. You look at Roll Tide War Eagle, uh, which again, just talks about the Alabama Auburn rivalry and everything that stems from that broke, which was another just great documentary talking about all these athletes who make all this money, but they're so young and have never learned what to do with all of it because so many of them don't come from wealthy backgrounds and the fact that so many of them end up broke after having tens of millions of dollars. Uh, One of the, you know, one of my favorite things though, when they talk about why these guys do it, and I think it was Susie Orman, but don't quote me on that. It's one of the women who was on that documentary talked about how one of the reasons they make these terrible decisions is because it's not sexy to buy mutual funds, even though if you want to protect your money, that's a great place to put it. Ghosts of Ole Miss, you talk about where Ole Miss had trying to get, uh, you know, Meredith onto campus at Ole Miss and the governor shutting him down, but yet while all this racial tension and everything was happening on campus, the football team was going. They were going undefeated, which was just amazing when you look at that. And, you know, what even happens now when you look at the player protests that happened this last college basketball season when Ole Miss players took a knee during the national anthem because of a Confederate rally happening on their campus. You don't know Bo. Bo Jackson, one of the greatest athletes of all time and everything that happened in his career. You look at Survive and Advance, Jim Valvano and NC State and the great run they made in 1983, and then, of course, Jim Jimmy V's just heroic battle with cancer. Bernie and Ernie, I had to put a Tennessee one in here. You talk about Bernie and Ernie and what they did with Bernard King and Ernie Grunfeld at Tennessee in that time. That was just great. The Price of Gold, Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, just a story that took America by storm with everything that happened around that. Just another great, great documentary. The U Part 2, talking about everything that happened after Miami had won all those national championships. The one other one they won in 2001, the one they should have won besides having that penalty flag thrown against Ohio State in that uh, Fiesta Bowl. You look at all that. The four falls of Buffalo. Buffalo Bills going to the Super Bowl four straight times and not winning any of them. Especially the way Buffalo fans treated Scott Norwood after he missed it, which was amazing because they were totally forgiving of him, which is 
a far cry from what would happen now probably if he missed that kick. So just think of that. Fantastic lies about Duke lacrosse and everything. It was one of those where people almost, you would think about it, they're just waiting for a bunch of, they would think, the privileged white guys to screw up and do something and make them the villains. And the fact that everything was just pretty much made up of what happened. It was another amazing, amazing story. This was the XFL. You talk about what happened with the USFL, now Vince McMahon and the XFL, and which is funny because now Vince is bringing back the XFL. We'll see what happens with that. Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair and just the amazing life that Ric Flair has had. Again, just a wonderful documentary. The Last Days of Night. Bobby Knight and what he meant to Indiana, but then the fact that he pretty much couldn't change with the times and the fact again and you look at it with Bob Knight you almost look at what happened too with Joe Paterno and the fact that people rallied to protect the coach even though you you look at it when you look at it from someone outside of that circle and you see oh this is obvious that he's got to go but everybody on the inside is just can't make that decision or don't want to see that happen you look again, the soccer stories they did, Hillsborough, talking about the death of all those Liverpool fans and how it was so, for so long, blamed on hooligans rushing the gates and all this other stuff. And then when evidence finally came out and it was proven that those 96 people didn't pass away because of that, but just bad planning by people in charge who should have known better. And of course, you look at the podcasts, I mentioned those before, and all they, they've done, but the best one was they did... Uh, last summer, they talked about Bikram Yoga and Bikram Chowdhury and all the sexual assault allegations and everything that he's had and the fall of Bikram Yoga. It's a it's a five part series that they did wonderfully on uh, the podcast version of Thirty for Thirty. And then you look at again you you look at the Nine for Nine Pat XO. You talk about what Pat Summit meant to women's basketball and everything. So all of those things. But then of course. The pinnacle of all of this is the Oscar-winning documentary that they did, O.J., Made in America. Again, how incredibly amazing it was to see what, how O.J.'s life and racial inequality in this country and the, the, the things that just happened with it. You have to watch it as a whole. I mean, it's a seven-hour documentary that they did talking about OJ's life and, of course, life in Los Angeles and how they even said, they even had jurors quoted as saying it was almost finding OJ not guilty was payback for Rodney King. It's amazing to see and, again, amazing to watch. And, again, check that out and that will just get you an understanding of what that tension was because when all of this was happening, you know, the, the, the Bronco chase, 1994, the trial and everything, I was 11, 12 years old. I didn't fully understand it. And a lot of people who probably have seen this documentary or there's a lot of people who listen to these podcasts, you weren't even born in 94, 95. You weren't even alive yet. And you need to watch and just see what America's justice system did and everything that happened in that case. It's just amazing to see. 
So that's going to wrap up just what we've been talking about here on Modern Day Gladiators. Wanted to give you guys a little bonus episode here as I'm on vacation. So I wanted just to leave this out there for all of you guys to listen and enjoy. And of course, again, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, share, comment. I want to hear your feedback on this. So again, I'll be back with a fresh new episode next week. It'll be great. Uh, Of course, everything that happens, of course, check out the Modern Day Gladiators on social media. Anything crazy happens while I'm on vacation, I will break in with a little Modern Day Gladiators update and let you know my thoughts on it. But until then, I love you guys. Too sweet. I will see you next time.